Hello, and welcome to the Viva podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. I hope you're having a good day, whatever day. I was about to say Wednesday, but maybe you're not listening to this on a Wednesday. So <laughs> I hope right. you're having a good day, whatever day you happen to be listening to this. We're going to talk today about something that is not necessarily the most pleasant topic to think about, but it's a question that comes up a lot. And I want to say almost everyone has experienced this at some point if they've ever ended a relationship. Or I shouldn't say everyone, because I feel like sometimes there's just like very blatant, like, this is what you should do signs. But we're going to talk about this idea of should you end your relationship? And I feel like a lot of people get set in this. I don't know. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is this something I still want to be in? Does it still fit? You know, how bad is bad? Because I think a lot of times relationships aren't that black and white. And, you know, I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, sometimes there are things that are just like so egregious that are happening or not even like the horrible things like you think of, you know, if you've agreed to be monogamous and somebody cheats on someone, if that's like a, you know, deal breaker for you, but things like life stuff. And I did not think of this because of This Is Us, but, you know, watching This Is Us and without doing spoilers, one of the major storylines oh, I was like, wait, is- what? <laughs> But yes, you'll see where I'm going with this. And I'm not going to give any spoilers. (laughs) I did watch last night's, but I realized, you know, maybe people are behind. Yeah. But anyway, there's a the final season, which is the sixth season, right? Mm. We're on season six. For anybody who's not up to date in real time, one of the couples of the show, they're really showing the storyline of the relationship, just like really hitting a rough patch to the point where, you know, TBD, if they're going to stay together. Mm -hmm. And that without again giving too much away is very much like no one really did anything horribly wrong right but clearly the two people are in different places in their life and I feel like that happens a lot which brings up the question that a lot of people talk about in therapy should I leave my relationship Mm -hmm. so the disclaimer I'm going to put out here is that we're not telling you whether you should or shouldn't right that's not up for us we don't know you um but you know we'll talk about some things that maybe can be conversation starters between you and your partner or even just um, within yourself mm-hmm. to maybe help you land at a decision on that mm-hmm. yeah. so that being said is there I know this is kind of putting you on the spot and there's no simple answer so I feel like you're going to be like no but mm-hmm. is there like a starter one starter question you would have people ask themselves if they were thinking is this relationship that I'm in still the one I want to be in Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, if I were having a conversation with someone, my first question would like response to that would be, well, what makes you consider that option at this point? So like, basically just trying to gather information as to like, why is this question coming up for you? Um, And I think that's a good place to like start the reflection, the like honest and curious reflection about what is happening. Not just like, obviously getting, we need to get into the details of like why you feel the way you do, but it's also really good to start with, well, what's the lay of the land right now? Like, why is this questioning question coming up? Um, why now? Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's a good start of, kind of this idea of what's wrong. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. and really identifying the problem because yeah. a lot of times I think what we hear is like, well, I'm just not, it doesn't feel the same. Well, okay, right. what doesn't feel the same? Because yeah. I'm a bust a myth a little bit on relationships. It's not supposed to feel the same. Yeah, it's gonna change. And that's a lot. not to say, right. And that's not to say that you can never be happy again, right? Like once you've been right. with someone for X amount of period of time, that blissful feeling you had in the beginning, never again. Um, but it's gonna look different. Mm-hmm. The bliss is gonna look different, number one. And number two, there's just naturally gonna be periods of time where maybe you're not really feeling it, you know, right. that you care about the person, but it's not exciting, it's not joyful and that might have nothing to do with how you feel about the person but maybe just what's going on in the world in your life and their life and so I think that's actually a great starter question to ask of just like what exactly is the problem because is it something that you can concrete uh, concretely like write on a piece of paper for example Mm -hmm. like my issue with the relationship is this Mm -hmm. okay then you can kind of break it down and think about, is there a way to fix it? Do I want to have a conversation and all the things that you can do with it? But if you can't succinctly write down, state the problem, I feel like that's a much different path than if you can. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it, that kind of more amorphous kind of response requires, I think a lot more exploration. Yeah. yeah. And figuring out, sorting through, etc. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think once you identify the problem, the question becomes, what's the solution, right? right? And obviously this is making it seem really simple, which of course it's not. But the other question I would throw at somebody is, have you discussed how you feel with the person you're in a relationship with? Hmm. And so often the answer is no. Right that it's never been brought up. You're assuming they know for whatever reason, which at least once, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but at least once in every like period of couples therapy that I work with on, with um, a couple or a partnership or whatever, I always have to say in some context, assume someone doesn't know unless you tell them. Mm-hmm. I will speak from both professional and personal experience that it is crazy how often what you think someone must assume just is so obvious because you think it's so obvious they have absolutely no idea they have a completely Mm -hmm. different perspective Mm -hmm. it's it's like two people are looking at an orange and one person is saying it's an orange and one person is saying it's a pear it can literally be that different and it's not that black or white where like something is obviously a fruit or it is not it's like a perspective on a situation and Sometimes it's actually really helpful in addition to having, you know, obviously the ability to save your relationship through conversation. You can learn a lot about yourself by really listening to your romantic partner, honestly, anyone in your life and really be open to hearing an opposite perspective on what you thought was just so true about a situation. So, you know, I'm going on a tangent, but I say this to say even if you think the problem in your relationship is so obvious that the other person must know, talk to them about it. Share how you're feeling because they may have no idea. There are a lot of couples who end up ending their relationship and that's the vibe. As someone is like, I've been miserable for however long because of this issue. And the other person's like, I had no idea 
that this was a problem or you felt this way or it was this bad. And now all of a sudden the relationship's ending and they're like, what? And, mm-hmm. you know, you can get into it's That's not particularly fair to do to your partner, but it's also not fair to do to you, right? right. Like, you don't have to go through the process of ending a relationship potentially if you can work together and find a fix. But the only way you know that is to talk to each other. Yeah. Well, and as you were talking about that a- example of like, what uh, I think you said, like, what fruit is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Essentially, I was thinking about like how that, how perspective is kind of like being in an art gallery, right? It's just that like you can have a very different perspective, a very different interpretation or understanding of some piece than the person who's literally standing four inches to your right, right? And But you're looking at literally the same thing. (laughs) And I think that that's how that, I think that speaks to the nature of how abstract and complicated like relationship issues are, but also just the diversity and how we think about things between people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, it's, it's continuously shocking, I guess, or maybe surprising is a better word, how many different ways people can see things and understand them. And, and that's me speaking of my experience as a therapist, right? And so I think it's really important for everyone out there who is not a mental health professional to really take that to heart. Like when we say this, we really, 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 really mean it. Mm-hmm. That like you, you probably, unless you talk about it, you really do not understand the perspective of the other person. And so much gets lost in translation and making assumptions. Go listen to that podcast episode. Um, (laughs) and like so much gets mixed up and lost in those moments where you assume or you think you know or you think that the other person knows or you think they interpret it the same way that you do and that's Mm -hmm. almost always not the case (laughs) yeah it's pretty crazy actually it really is Uh, And it's, you know, you say to learn about the other person's perspective. It's also really helpful to learn about how you're coming off to someone else as well. Um, You know, I'm a therapist and I learned something about, and I I shouldn't say learned, I got new insight into something about myself Mm -hmm. through a conversation with my husband, like last week. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, one of those things where it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, that's okay. Yep. That's valid. Cool but you have to be open to that and you have to ask because yeah. most of the time people are not randomly spewing, you know, Hey, do you know how you come off to this person? Do you know how you came off to so-and-so in this situation? Like no one says that unless prompted or, you know, it's part of the conversation, mm-hmm. but you also can't necessarily assume that someone's perceiving you in the way that you are meaning to be perceived. Right. And, you know, and all of this is just this like very long, complicated way of saying, if you have a concern in your relationship, especially if you're thinking of leaving as a result of it, step one is have a conversation, a serious conversation and have it in a way where you're open and ready to communicate fairly and nicely and listen and all of the above you know, maybe write down what you want to say, talk to a friend about it to get your thoughts straight, like whatever helps you. Mm-hmm. But 
take it seriously, have a conversation about it and see how you feel afterward. And, you know, from there you see what happens, but that is a hundred percent step one. Yeah. It has to be a true exchange of ideas, feelings, thoughts too, right? Yeah. It can't just be like one person spewing. Uh, this is, this is my experience. This is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling. And then like the conversation is over. Mm-hmm. It can't be that. That's while that's part of it, um, it can't only be that. Right. Yep, for sure. I would also say if, you know, let's assume you've had the conversation, there's an issue that's just immovable. Mm-hmm. Really think about, and this is more for people who are committed, and I don't just mean married right. or living together, but you're the more committed you are and the longer you're with someone, the more invested the rest of your life is into that relationship, just Mm -hmm. kind of how it works. Yeah. So if that's you, if it's someone you're married to living with, or just have been with for an extended period of time and have really committed to, I would really think about what else in your life is going to be impacted. I think sometimes people get very wrapped up in the idea that it's emotionally challenging and they don't think about everything else. They're just like, I just want the situation to stop, right? Like if someone's hitting you with a hammer, you kind of don't care how you make it stop. You just need it to stop. Mm-hmm. I think that feeling is really common to give into. But this is a decision that, you know, and I'm going out on a limit again, assuming there's nothing massively wrong, right? This is just somebody that the relationship maybe feels different. Or you've grown apart in some way or somebody's life changes in a way that no one was expecting, versus an abusive relationship or something like that right so Mm -hmm. in a situation where nothing crazy or just absolutely awful is going on I would really think through the decision Um, and this is not to say oh stay with someone you don't want to because it would be easier than moving Mm -hmm. but these are things you need to consider for no other reason than your own well-being as you're going through a really difficult process you might not be able to avoid it but you want to prepare yourself for it And maybe that is part of the decision to leave. And maybe it isn't worth it at this point in time. And perhaps that's how you get there. But I think that's something people don't think about enough is everything, especially when you're committed, that is involved with leaving a relationship. Yeah. I I think it just speaks to the really like practical, rational part of the whole of the decision. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I think even just that idea is really important that it can be, maybe should be, um, to some extent, both a rational and a emotional and an emotional decision. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's that the rational piece people miss a lot, I find. And I think the way I think about it is that you want, if you decide to leave, let's say you, you, you've come to the realization like this needs to be over, um, so you've answered the question, should I leave? Right. And maybe now the question is, how should I leave? Mm-hmm. Um, because what, if possible, it would be better if you could avoid making a hard situation more difficult based on having like leaving in a way that doesn't serve you well. Right. If there's a way to minimize the damage, even to your, only to yourself, if that's only what you care about. Okay if you can minimize the damage of that transition if, or if you can make it easier or smoother for yourself, why not do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's, I think sometimes 
especially in therapy, um, I don't work with couples, but obviously working with individuals, that's one of the things that comes up often is like, okay, so if I've made this decision, like how should this happen now? And a lot of it is planning around like the logistics and the practical things of like, okay, like if you're, <laughs> if you have stuff at this person's apartment, like how are you going to get it? What, what way in doing that is going to be less terrible given the circumstances? Or how can you make this easier for yourself? Or, um, you know, are there going to be follow-up conversations or contact immediately after you break up or not? Um, you know, and just thinking about all those options and figuring out what's, what do you really want and need to happen to take care of yourself throughout this process and potentially, ideally, maybe show care to the person that you spent so much time with also. It doesn't yeah. have to be terrible just because it ended. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, it's, as you're even saying that of having stuff at other, at someone else's house and all of this is even socially or interpersonally, mm -hmm. right? Do you know each other's families? How does that yeah. work? What happens if you're BFF with your sister-in-law or the equivalent? Mm -hmm. Does that have to stop? How are you going to navigate that relationship? A lot of times people who have been together for years have mutual friends regardless of how the friendship started, right? Of who was right. friends first. It almost doesn't matter who was friends mm -hmm. first if you've now been friends for 10 years. Right. And how does that work? Are you going to navigate group settings, right? If there are family members you're taking care of, whether those are children or elder parents or pets, mm -hmm. how does that work? All of these things have to go into it. And obviously the fewer commitments together you have, the easier this becomes, mm -hmm. but it might be something where it's easy to navigate together. And maybe that's something that comes up more if it's a mutual breakup or it's something that you might need to figure out what works best for you. And that's what you propose and then maybe compromise from there, but it is a lot that goes into it. And so I say that's to prepare people who have decided they want to leave of like, you know, here's your checklist. But also for somebody who is maybe just on a fleeting, this has been a bad day, month, week, whatever, really think about what goes into leaving and is it really that bad? Because at the end of the day, that's kind of what you're thinking about, right? Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with someone not that long ago where they had said, yeah, whenever I'm really mad at my partner, like every once in a while, like I'll just look at like furniture I buy for my solo apartment or whatever <laughs> and go through the process. And then like after maybe 20 minutes, I realize, oh, I don't actually really want to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a process you need to go through to realize that like, oh, actually I don't want to leave even though I'm really upset, right? Because there is a difference between there's a problem that needs to be worked out and this thing is not working in the context of the relationship and I'm out the door. And so that's also a helpful gauge to really figure out where are you in this process? Because if you go through all the logistics of leaving, you might say to yourself, oh man, this is terrible and not worth it. Okay, I now have renewed energy to try to make mm -hmm. this work because this is actually a really important relationship to me and I don't want to go through this. Mm -hmm. You touched on it a little bit, but I would also say be kind. Mm -hmm. I don't really know that there's much to elaborate on that, but be as kind as possible. It's hard for everyone if this mm -hmm. has to happen. So to yourself as well, be kind to yourself, be kind to yeah. anyone else involved. Just 
lead with kindness if this is something that you're going through. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but I think it's also an important reminder. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to hold on to kindness, especially if things have soured. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, we say this not to undermine how difficult that is, but, you know, I think it's, it's a worthy perspective to have is yeah. that when you can try your best to, you know, act out of kindness or, and compassion, um, yeah, to create whatever, whatever dynamic or to follow through whatever transitional process is necessary. If you can do yeah. that with those things in mind, it's always going to be less dramatic and probably less traumatic too. For sure. Yeah. And to close therapy. Couples therapy is helpful when you're not about to leave, but you notice an issue and you want to cut it off at the pass. And it's also helpful in showing you how to leave Mm -hmm. and helping you through that process. And so there's never a wrong time in a relationship to seek out either individual therapy for you if your partner is not willing or couples therapy if they are. Um, You don't have to wait until it's too late also. And so I think if you fall under that category of like, I've identified a problem, but I don't want to leave, but also this problem can't be ignored. That's a great time to start couples therapy. Yeah. Actually, probably the best time to start mm-hmm. couples therapy. Not when you're at the point where someone is, has one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. So Can, maybe that should be step one, but we put it last. So yeah. either way. Important. Just as like a really brief tangent, like that is one myth. And I'm saying this as a person who doesn't do couples therapy, because frankly, I don't have the energy or focus. <laughs> um, but the, the idea people always say like, oh, if you're going, like, if you're going to couples therapy, you're going to end your relationship. Like it's already over um, or it's going to make you in the relationship. And I don't know, maybe you can uh, provide a clearer perspective on this, Rachel. But a lot of times what happens is, is that people have already decided yeah. when they get into couples therapy that it's over, yeah. but maybe they, maybe they didn't really realize that they've decided, <laughs> but it, it, like people wait too long, way too often. Yeah. There was like that stat about how, you know, a really high percentage of people who go through couples therapy end up yeah. splitting up and the couples therapy is not what's causing that. The right. reason is because they've already waited. Yeah. They've already waited. Someone has waited or someone is already at one foot out the door by the time that they enter couples therapy. And so it becomes too late. Yeah. If you catch it before it's too late, yeah. then it's not a cause and effect situation. So it's kind of like a backwards correlation to it, right? Yeah. Like you're going, if you're going for a last ditch effort. That's not necessarily problematic in and of itself, but both right. people still have to be committed to wanting to stay. Even if this is the vibe of like, well, this is the last thing we could try to allow us to stay. Mm-hmm. Couples therapy is not effective in staying together. Right. If one person is already like, I want to go and mm-hmm. I am not, nothing can change my mind, right. but couples therapy is still helpful in making it easier for that transition. Yep. So there's no real loss here. Yep. Either way, it's helpful. It just might not be helpful with the outcome you ideally want, depending on what's going on. Yep. Absolutely. All of that said, if you are in this position, we feel you, we see you, we're rooting for you. It's hard. So I get, get support. I'm really going to just underline that idea of even if your partner is not willing, please seek support on your own, because is it 
it, it just it's bad. It's an awful experience. And I think mm-hmm. anyone who's gone through it really knows that. So yeah. thank you for joining us. We hope you will catch the next episode every other Wednesday, our new episodes, and we hope you have a good couple weeks in between. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.